season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. back to the JKR podcast today we have Bayou City Baseball Company CEO Jamie Hearman on the JKR podcast for the baseball business series presented by Old Fort Baseball. Jamie super pumped to get you on the show. How are you doing today? Oh man it's I'm I'm excited to be here man. This, this is uh this is amazing. I appreciate you reaching out to me and this is an awesome opportunity. Love the podcast and I love what you're doing man. I appreciate it. And of course, you know, as soon as, as soon as we connected, you know, when was that probably two, three months ago or so, you know, I always had that plan to bring you on the podcast yeah. at some point. So, you know, we're finally here, but before we dig into your glove company and how you got it started and how it's evolved here, I got one question. I'd like to ask everybody. I ask everybody to get on the JKR podcast. And that is for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Jamie Hearman? <laughs> So I'll, I'll just say Bayou City Baseball Company, baby. You know, it's a it, just have to do a shameless plug. I am Bayou City Baseball Company, and Bayou City Baseball Company is me. But and all kidding aside, no, um, I am a, a Houstonian born and raised. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a Christian. I'm a husband. I'm a son. I'm a friend. Um, and just just like with anybody, just trying to make it in this world, man, just uh, – just working hard and and uh, trying to make a living, you know, and trying to and trying to do it the right way. Okay. All right. So let's dig into you, who you are, Bayou City Baseball Company. Take us through, you know, where the idea kind of came from and how that how you kind of started that company. Yeah. So uh, I I was a baseball player my whole life. You know, I played through college. I played at uh, school in Central Texas, Southwestern University in Georgetown, Texas. And after my playing career, you know, I wanted to stay involved in the game. And that that was through coaching. And so I was coaching kids from, you know, eight to through high school um, with some of these travel ball organizations, uh, my previous high school. So I was lucky enough to, to work with a, a few big travel ball organizations, one being uh, the Texas 12, um, also Gator Ball Academy in, in Florida. But uh, around COVID, you know, it was it was hard to coach. You know, it was it was hard to coach. So um, I started thinking. I was like, man, you know, gloves, equipment, bats, all that stuff these days is crazy expensive. Like it is. It's getting to the point where it's it's almost unreasonable for kids to play. So I saw an opportunity to bring custom gloves. Uh, at an affordable price to the Houston area and in hopes of, of making this a, you know, world, world, worldwide distribution, you know, it, uh, mainly focusing on the, on the Houston region first and then hopefully, ex, you know, expansion. But uh, yeah, that's where this, this, this idea came was just trying to stay involved in the game of baseball, trying to make things, affordable basically high quality leather for high quality players at an affordable price 
Okay. So that you have the idea there to, you know, make these affordable gloves. You know, what is that next step? You know, maybe getting that LLC, get, getting the branding done. You know, what exactly is that next step when um, that whole idea stage, you know, comes about? Yeah. So reaching out to vendors, you know, trying to find some really good vendors that, that put out a, a high quality product. And, you know, when, when I was playing and I think most, most players out there are, are in agreement with me, but you know, you, you went out and you bought a $150, $200 glove, you know, some, some good leather, but you didn't know the ins and outs of it. So with, this company now, I, I know the ins and outs, what type of leather we're using, the parts of the glove, um, you know, what type of, of cattle, young versus old, um, a lighter leather versus a heavier leather, you know, so basically um, just learning the ins and outs of this, um, trying to find a vendor that's going to give me a quality product with attention to detail, um, you know, at a reasonable price too. So at the end of the day, this is a business. We want to make a profit, obviously. So trying to find a, a quality vendor that 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 uses uh, quality products at an affordable price. Okay. So going through, you know, contacting all these different vendors, you say you're kind of learning the ins and outs of that glove industry, whether it's young cattle, old cattle, different types of leather. Take us through, you know, just the education process you went through. I mean, I kind of want to know, you know, what's the difference between that young cattle compared to some old cattle? You know, what what is the difference in that leather? Just take us through, you know, what those different vendors were offering and, you know, just the education that you kind of yeah. put on as you were trying to build Bayou City Baseball Company. Absolutely. So what what I'm what I've found out was that basically the, the high quality leather these days are, are kip, is kip leather. And kip leather is from a younger steer. So theoretically you don't have the stretch, um, you don't have those those pores that you can really see in the leather. It's very, very smooth. It's gonna be a lighter material as you get those older, more almost essentially calloused animals so that leather is going to be a little bit tougher a little bit more stretched out you know just just like with anything as it as it ages so i'm sticking basically with american kip leather and japanese kip leather so american kip leather is a a great product great leather lighter leather highly durable uh, i'd say you know for the most people for most listeners out there they would know a Rawlings Heart of the Hive model. So American Kip Leather, uh, at least my model of an American Kip Leather glove, is very similar to that. And maybe a tad bit lighter, but on the same durability side. Japanese Kip Leather, that's like the tip top. That's the, the primo leather. Um, it's going to be about 15 to 20% lighter than most leathers out there. Um, it's kind of the... the uh, the golden golden child when it comes to leather um, that's going to be the equivalent to the listeners would know a, a Rawlings Pro Prefer so it's going to be similar to to one of those gloves or even a Wilson A2000 I think Mizuno is still making uh, all of theirs American kit um, but uh, you know some of the other uh, higher brand names are going to be Japanese kit Okay. So you find, so you go ahead and you're talking to all these different vendors, kind of seeing what they're offer when it comes to the leather, you know, what, it, 
What is that next step in that process? How long after you find those vendors are you starting the company and you know you're starting to roll out gloves left and right? It was, you know, it, it took me a solid six to eight months because it's, you know, because they're custom, they're taking a little bit longer to make. So I put in an order with a vendor. I tell them what type of leather, what type of glove. Uh, they send me the sample, essentially. And basically what I'm looking for when they send me these samples is, is quality. You know, are we looking at um, leather that's beat up or um, stitching that may be a little little ragged or a little out of the ordinary? How, how are those laces looking? You know, is it tough or are they stretched out too? So basically I'm looking at all these. It was, they were coming in about every four to six weeks or so. Um, so I was just comparing all those different samples that I was getting. Um, and that, like I said, that took me, a, you know, a solid, I had to go through a couple of them um, before we found, found the one that I'm, I'm using now. And I've, I've been overall really pleased with them, okay. really pleased with the quality and craftsmanship. So. All right. So, you know, as you look back into that beginning process of starting the company, you get that idea. Let's make some affordable gloves. Go talk to all those different vendors. You get educated on that leather making process. Just looking back on it, you know, what is that most difficult part of that beginning process of Bayou Baseball, Bayou City Baseball Company? There's just a lot of moving parts. <laughs> it's a lot. There's a lot of moving parts, you know, it's, it is the the communication you know that's not always the easiest uh, as far as um, communicating with a company that uh, may have other clients you know so you you want the best for your client so you're going to push for the best product uh, so you can put out a quality product so um, you know that was that was hard as far as um, the communication and also the efficiency you know everybody wants their glove tomorrow you know, everybody, if they put their order in, they want it now. So it is difficult um, as far as increasing that efficiency. How could I get a glove to somebody, you know, in say two to four weeks versus um, six to eight? Well, it, it probably won't happen. But, um, you know, another, another difficult thing has been a glove builder. You know, a, a glove builder um, has a lot on your website, has a lot of code that goes into it at least from what i understand um and my first estimate that i received from a company was was pretty high so um you know that's that's been a a, a problem you know, trying to get my website up and running as far as with uh, a, a glove builder because that will just improve efficiency uh and improve what uh, the customer exactly wants i mean they can create it and yeah. send it to me so you kind of dug in there earlier, you know, you were a coach for the Texas 12, your idea, you know, kind of came about, you know, let's make these affordable gloves, you know, gloves or gloves and just baseball equipment in general is just, you know, way overpriced nowadays, you know, whether that's bats, gloves, whatever it happens to be, you know, everything's just overpriced. It's really expensive for a guy, you know, just to, for a spring season, go out and play probably 40, 50 games. I mean, they're spending quite a bit of money, probably over four figures. So that was kind of your goal there at the beginning, but take us through just that goal, those, the goals, just the, maybe the mission that you had starting Bayou city baseball company and how maybe that's evolved 
over time here these past couple of years as you've gotten to know the industry a little bit more and you know just get just get the company rolling the the mission originally like like we talked about before was high quality gloves for um, you know high quality players and I, I don't think necessarily that mission has has changed um, I think the the idea and the opportunity I think may have changed you know like say originally I wanted to service the, the Houston kind of Houston regional area because Houston is a hotbed for baseball there's tons of players that come out high school college whatever um, that come out and and, uh, uh, and play pro bomb it's it's basically a way of life around here I mean obviously the, with the Houston Astros have the success that they did too I mean that was a big big um, thought process of okay there's not any real smaller custom glove companies here in the Houston area. Well, now that that's kind of evolved to, Hey man, let's, let's try to go a little bit further. Let's try to reach some, uh, some of these uh, minor leaguers and, and these guys playing pro ball in, in America. And even uh, what's awesome that, that you have reached out, you, you and, and Sean Russi um, reached out as far as with some of these international players. And, and I, I mean, awesome awesome opportunities so that's kind of how it's evolved from this this little bit of uh okay let's keep it regional to hey you know let's let's try to get them let's try to get them out there to everybody okay so kind of take us through that glove making process when it comes to you know how it got started after you found out you know what vendor you kind of wanted to choose what went on from there you know what goes into that glove making process a guy puts in an order on your website or for like me and sean we'd say okay you know we need an outfielder's glove for, you know, Jefferson Valadares or whoever it happens to be. You know, what happens next on your end? What goes into that whole glove making process in that manufacturing? So it all depends on on the on the customer. So if, if a customer has an idea, they reach out to me and, and give me, you know, specs as far as color scheme, web design, obviously size, what type of leather they're looking for. Um, and I will make a basically a mock-up for them. You know, I, I want to build that glove exactly to their specifications. So once I come up with that mock-up, that uh, email goes back to them and we decide on, hey, this looks great. Oh, hey, I kind of want this uh, changed up a little bit. But basically, there's a lot to choose from. You know, there's colors of your welting, col colors of your binding, colors of the web. Um, do you want a flag or not? Do you want your name on it? You know, all all these different aspects, they can all be customized, which is which is pretty fun about the whole process. You know, it, you get this glove and it's I mean, it's your own. There's not another one like it out there. So that's what that's what's so cool. All right, so there, so there at the beginning, you know, obviously it was a one-man show. For the past couple of years, has it stayed that same way? Have you maybe added on, you know, a couple of different employees? What does that look like when it comes to just the the job responsibilities throughout the the Bayou City Baseball companies? So just you, maybe some additional people as well. Yeah, that. that... <laughs> Now that now that orders are starting to increase, that is that's something that I'm I'm definitely seriously considering. And one thing, you know, it's it's do I need help with say Instagram and marketing or my website? Uh, do I do I get help with uh, people making the mock-ups or 
Um, do I have help with actually the live events? You know, I'm, I'm going out there sometimes on the weekends um, and we're, we're setting up uh, tents basically at uh, big time baseball complexes. I actually started out at a farmer's market here in Houston. <laughs> so the Memorial Village far farmer's market, you know, everybody's got their produce and their, uh, you know, chili con queso. And I'm here, I am over there with, uh, with, with baseball gloves. So I think it was kind of a neat thing that people um, saw and it, it very great area, great area, Houston, a lot of baseball players in that area. So um, that was cool to start getting my name out there that way. But it's certainly with the orders picking up with the, the name recognition, the brand recognition picking up, that's certainly something that I'm, I'm thinking out, thinking about. So any, any of those web developers out there, man, hit me up. <laughs> Okay, so you talk about marketing, you talk about just brand development as well. So let's go ahead and dig into it. Bayou City Baseball Company, first off with the branding, you know, what went into that whole naming process? Where did that idea come from? Just take us through the whole branding and, and the name of, you know, your company. Yeah, so being being from Houston, Texas, you know, us Houstonians have a lot of pride, man. We have, we have a lot of pride in our city. Uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, struggles that we've, we've kind of overcome, you know, the mo one of the most recent being Hurricane Harvey, where, you know, the city, uh, city really banded together. So, um, you know, and w what was pretty neat that year too, was the Astros won their first world series. So that even brought the city even closer. So I wanted to keep it uh, a Houston theme. But I wanted to have some sort of, you know, catchiness to it as far as um, uh, some essentially almost like an alliteration where you have the same letters. So Bayou City Baseball Company, BC squared. So that's that's where that uh, equation essentially came from is is the, the BC, BC. Um, but basically, I just wanted to keep it Houston, you know, Houston based company, a lot of Houston pride and. So that's where that's where the the name came from. Okay. So on that marketing side, you talk about going in person, going to events, marketing that way, marketing through social media. You know, for these past couple of years, what are some ways that have worked for you on that marketing side, and even some ways that you know haven't worked out the best for you when it comes to you marketing Bayou City Baseball Company and getting your product out there in the hands of some of these ballplayers? Man, I, th I think what's what's worked the best was just just reaching out to people and just making as many contacts as possible. I mean, that's and and it's it's to a point where you just can't say no. You know, you, you have to say yes to a, a lot of things. You may have a billion things going on in your life, but there may be an opportunity you don't want to pass up, you know, and, and that's where I think I've succeeded the most as far as my marketing is that I just don't say no. You know, I, I want I want to meet everybody. I want to make contacts. I want to see how I can help them uh, in the future, whether, you know, whether that's now or in the future. Um, so that's that's work for me. I think my biggest weakness and and this is this probably says something about my age, though, is, is Instagram. <laughs> so I'm, just, I'm still trying to get up to the times with the Instagram, man. So. That's where my, my biggest weakness has been. I mean, social media is huge. 
you know, it's, it's huge with Instagram and TikTok and all that stuff. So that is, is where I've, I've struggled the most uh, in trying to keep up with the times, <laughs> keep up with the te- technological yeah. times. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, another, another thing that's kind of recent, you know, you talk about social media, another recent, you know, on the marketing side of things, name, image, and likeness. When it comes to brand ambassadors, obviously, you know, me and Sean reached out with our three or four different guys, you know, we needed some gloves, kind of became Bayou City Baseball uh, Company. Not, I'm not going to say brand ambassadors, but, you know, now the, those guys are, you know, repping your brand. When it comes to that, you know, what are your thoughts on brand ambassadors, you know, at that college level, maybe at that pro level as well? Do you guys have some sort of program there? What does that kind of look like for BC, B, BC squared? BC, BC, BC squared. <laughs> so, you know, what, what I'm, what I'm doing right now is uh, a lot of people, you know, pros, pros mainly reaching out. Um, I'm trying to work with them to, to give them a, a really, really fair price or, you know, try to exchange uh, some product for, for some Instagram exposure or some Facebook exposure or TikTok exposure. So um, just a a little bit of a quid pro quo thing, but at the same time too, you know, once again, going back to the getting the high quality leather into uh, high quality players' hands. So like for instance, uh, the University of St. Thomas, shout out to them. They're, uh, They're some of my clients. We got a bunch of their ball players' gloves. And I tried to to basically get that um, down to almost cost for them. So you know, I wanted I wanted to get my name out there. I wanted to provide some great gloves to them. Um, and then, of course, I got to give a shout out to to my uh, my pro ball player guys. So you got Miguel Palma um, out of the with the Houston Astros. You got Luis Torres with the Angels. Jefferson Valladares with the Dodgers. Cesar Vargas. Uh, with the Rockies, um, Tanner Jacobson is with the St. Louis Cardinals. Sean Hunley was is with the Tampa Bay Rays right now, um, and Jacob Banda, who's uh, a pro ball player in the Pecos League. So I'm I, I'm working with them. Um, a lot of the times, I'm either getting those gloves at cost for them or uh, even comping them right now. All right, so let's throw it back here a couple of years. You said, you know, you were coaching in that travel baseball industry there for a little bit. You mentioned Texas 12. You know, I'm pretty familiar. Coach Bennett, Coach Knox, all those different guys. Kind of take us through your coaching career as well, you know, beyond Bayou City Baseball Company. You know, what got you interested in becoming a coach and what that experience was like, though, this couple of years of, you know, coaching at that travel baseball level? Yeah, it was, I think, just, just trying to develop players and, and uh, develop them into young men, you know, and that, and that is such a such an important part of any sort of extracurricular activity. So trying to develop these guys in, into, uh, into young men that they can take life lessons uh, from the game of baseball to their, their regular life. You know, not, not many of these guys are going to go pro. You know, it's, it's at the end of the day, there's just so many variables. You can be amazing at your craft, but there's there's road humps along the way that sometimes you uh, you have to take a different path. And that's just the good Lord's path for you. But, you know, it, it really interested me in, in trying to help 
especially in the places that I thought that I could have improved on, or I wish I would have known, you know, that's always, that's always the, man, if I would have, if I would have known what I know now, you know, so also trying to get these guys to take the game of baseball seriously, but also realizing that, man, this is the time of your life. This is the, when you were playing ball, this is the time of your life. So enjoy it. Don't treat it like a job because sometimes, you know, at, at the high, high levels, that's what it gets. It gets, it, it is a job, you know, it's business. So you can certainly take it seriously and you can certainly work hard, but, you know, always keeping it in perspective as well. All right. So I got two more things here for you. So, you know, as we look forward into, you know, these next two, three, four years for Bayou City Baseball Company, you know, what is that vision? What is that goal you have for these next couple of years moving into 2024, 25, 26 or so? What does that vision look like for Bayou City Baseball Company? Uh, it's it's just growing from, you know, high school players to college to college programs into uh, into pro ball. I mean, that's that's the ultimate goal, uh, and to keep to keep to keep working on and working with, I should say, uh, these travel ball programs. It's it's been great working with the Texas Twelve. I mean, it's amazing program. Um, Coach Bennett and Coach Hodge have just done a, an amazing job and, and a bunch of other coaches. I mean, they just do an amazing job with their guys. So continuing to stay involved with programs like that and, and being able to uh, provide that high quality product to all these high quality players. I mean, that's that's the vision is just chipping away essentially at at these higher levels, because right now, you know, certainly in the Houston area, there's there's a fair amount of high schoolers and and. And then we got uh, a fair amount of college players now. So now we're starting to dip into the to the minor leagues, guys. So, you know, the, the sky's the limit pretty much. Okay. So just right. to keep keep on grinding, baby. You know, okay. you, you know Love about to hear that. it. Love to hear it. I can't wait to watch you guys grow <laughs> here these next couple of years. You know, I, I love that state of Texas. So, you know, maybe, maybe I'll be traveling down there, you know, getting to see what Bayou City Baseball Company is all about, you know, in person. But final thing here for you. So, you know, any anything that we haven't talked about today, anything that we have talked about, you know, what are some of those final thoughts you have here for the listeners today? You know, if, if they have any questions about uh, about gloves, about the whole process, about getting spots, sponsorships or or even team discounts you know reach out to me um that's that's the beauty of this of this uh company is it's it's me you know and i'm going to make things right and i'm going to i'm going to give you make sure that you are happy with the product that you're getting so um you know reach out to me on on the social media at bc2gloves uh, also on our website bc2gloves.com you know, my cell phone, I, I give out my cell phone to everybody. You know, you call me, you text me, and I'm I'm willing to help um, guide you on, on trying to make that glove of your dreams, you know. So uh, 832-877-9069. I mean, this is a national uh, national podcast, but that's that's how I that's how I do business, man. That's how I do business. I want uh, I want everybody to be happy and, and know that, you know, even though they may be getting a, a high quality product, um, this is this is a company that that cares about their customers. Okay. And I love to hear, you know, I love it when I love it when the CEO of companies are giving out their phone number to make everything right. Shoot. I'm a big fan of Bayou City Baseball Company. And again, so that's the final question here for on the J Care podcast. 
you know, super appreciate you, super appreciative of you coming on the show today, kind of taking us through, you know, how Bayou City Baseball Company got started, how it's evolved, and just that vision for the future as well. Thanks. Just, so just thanks for coming on the show. You know, as you guys continuously try to grow here these next couple of years, you know, best of luck. I'll be rooting for you, be following you along. Hopefully I'll be bringing you some more of my clients here in the next couple of years as I actually become an official agent and graduate from school and have those official clients. So uh, I'll definitely be, you know, bringing some guys your way. And again, just thanks for coming on the Jake Hare podcast. Absolutely, Jace. I, I appreciate you so much. I want to say thanks to Sean Russie too, with all always a sports group. You guys are amazing. You guys are uh, uh, working hard out there. So I, I really appreciate you guys and, and can't wait to see what you do do in the future as well.